Okay, let's be honest. How many of us would like to be a little bit more efficient, <laughs> like all of us? And it's not just efficient. We want to be effective. We want to make a difference. I'm John Bowen, and we are at AESNation.com, accelerating entrepreneurial success. And I've got a very special guest star, another fellow entrepreneur, like mine, an entrepreneur who's out there making a huge difference. And she is one of the top project managers, coaches, and working with some of the most outstanding entrepreneurs as well. And when I met her, I don't want to go too far in, but when I met her and saw what she was doing, I go, Marissa, you got to join me. You got to join me on the podcast and share what you're doing with our entrepreneurs because it's going to make such a huge difference. So stay tuned. You are going to be blown away with what you're capable of doing. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Marissa, I am so excited to have you here with us. Uh, you know, you are, I don't know what the right title is, the, you know, I want to say efficiency queen, but that's nothing close to what it is. It's, we met through Peter Diamandis, one of your clients, and for those of you who don't know Peter, Peter is just an unbelievable individual. He, last month, got recognized by Fortune Magazine as one of the 50 top world leaders. I mean, world leaders. And he brings, in my mind, technology and philanthropy together and kind of shows us how we can, not only we can have a better future, but how this is all bringing a better future. Peter, I've got multiple businesses. Peter makes me, every time I'm with him, I feel like a slacker. And I couldn't figure out how he got everything done. And then... I met Marissa <laughs> Brasil. Marissa, tell, tell me, uh, tell, you know, whether they're watching us on video, the video podcast or the audio, tell us what you do. I mean, you know, I, I, Peter is just so darn efficient and he's changing the world. And, you know, we need talent like you, other fellow entrepreneurs to do it. I'll tell you, I'm jealous of Peter. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for having me on, John. So if I were to characterize and distill down exactly what I do into one really cohesive sentence, it's I help industry transformers achieve superhuman goals. And if I were to boil it down into my unique ability, I would say that that's creating and optimizing processes to remove obstacles so that I can execute faster, cheaper, better, and easier. So that, that's goal. all you do? I mean, you know, superhuman tra world transformers making it simple, easy. Wow. So in my work with Peter, I'm his primary project manager for Abundance 360. It's our membership program for entrepreneurs. And we help them, teach them about the exponential technologies and tools that Peter's most excited about each year for the next 25 years. And then specifically how to apply them to their businesses right now in their lives. And in that role, it's a lot of coordination, a lot of logistics and getting content schedules going, making sure that we're delivering on what we promise. Yeah, and that's huge. As entrepreneurs, all of us want to deliver on our promise. And the challenge is, and particularly if you're transforming your, your industry, and we've got so many entrepreneurs we have the privilege of working with. Uh, you, know, you know Dan Sullivan very well, and Dan was the one who encouraged me to do these podcasts. I'm not sure whether, I haven't yet decided whether or how happy I am with that. 
that decision. But <laughs> you know, we were collectively, all of us are getting a chance to work with so many tr people that are transforming the world. And, and to transform the world takes some effort. And you, know, you, you get this vision, Marissa, and, and how do you help someone like Peter or any of the entrepreneurs listening to us? I mean, you know, how do they uh, really, well, let's go to the second question, find someone like you. But first, how do you work with somebody who helps you transform your vision to reality? Sure. So part of that is I have a really great relationship with Peter. We communicate very effectively. And the funny thing is some entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs, and, and especially visionaries, they have this, they this uncanny ability to visualize opportunities and paint paint the dream, paint what it should look like. And for me, I look at that same picture and I'm look I'm thinking in terms of action steps, to-dos, milestones, what specifically has to happen to make that true. And instead of looking up, I guess I'm looking down at what has to happen to make it real. So in a typical communication, Peter will describe the vision and I'll ask any kind of follow-up questions I need to understand the the significance, the importance, and uh, actually Dan Sullivan's impact filter mm -hmm. uh, at Strategic Coach, that's a phenomenal tool for when Peter gets inspiration and he puts things down and sends it over to me. That's a really concise way to convey a vision and help me understand the most essential parts of a project. Well, and I'm going to go to Dan. Let's talk about that just for a second, because yeah. Dan is really good at putting this together, and he uses the concept 80-20. And one of the key things for our fellow entrepreneurs is not to hand the project off until there's clarity. Yes. And whatever tool <laughs> you use, and I've made that mistake earlier in my career. I don't. I use an impact filter as well, and putting it down, and you know, getting really clear on the success criteria that you're looking for. You know, what the outcome. Uh, the and then worst case, best case, if you follow through and you get you put that in writing, and as you do that, it, it provides so much clarity for the person doing it. But then to transfer it to someone uh, like yourself, then all of a sudden, what happens is you get to take it the next 80 20 and make it real, and, it, and it, that's a huge transformation going on. And from an efficiency from an efficiency standpoint, the number one thing that I am looking to avoid is repeating work or doing the same thing over. So that first impact filter and me really getting clear on what's expected and what it should look and feel like, whatever that project is, that's essential because I, I only want to do a project once and I don't want to have to go back and do something else because I didn't understand what was expected or um, you know what it should look and feel like. Well, I want to deal with two issues. One, geography and then generational, okay? Sure. Yep. And, you know, one of the things, Peter and I have some similarities, not many, but some, and we're big on virtual and having the best talent that we can have or the privilege of working with. And, and I was thinking about it, I, you know, I got Marissa, you and Peter, I mean, with all the demands, all the work that's going on and the, the stuff you're creating, and I'm part of the mastermind group, Abundance 360. If you care about the future, you should be in there, uh, you know, and definitely we'll put a link uh, on the resources on AES Nation so you can go there and check it out. You should be there. But in any event, I mean, some amazing things going on. And one of the things I thought for much of my career as an entrepreneur, I needed, if I had someone like you, I want you on my right hand office, the next office over or out in front. If we're in a bullpen, you know, the, the cubicle city, <laughs> I want you right by me. And, and while you and Peter are in the same time zone on occasion, because the office is in Santa Monica, Peter's is, you're down in 
San Diego. For those of us who know California, that could be New York and uh, San Francisco. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. How do you make that work? Because that that's a big deal. And a lot of the entrepreneurs, you know, aren't comfortable with that. They haven't tried that before. Somebody as mission critical as yourself. Sure. So a big thing is trust. And for every entrepreneur, it's going to be different. And think the way I would think through it is decide what would have to happen to make you trust that someone is being diligent and doing what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it. And one of the ways that I do that with Peter is responsiveness. So I may not be physically near Peter, but I know and he knows that if he emails me about something or texts me about something, he's going to get a response almost immediately. So then he kind of knows, okay, she's got my back. Another thing, we use dashboards Mm -hmm. to communicate weekly progress on our activities. So he's not looking over my shoulder physically at what I'm doing, but he can tell from our dashboard what's been accomplished, what's coming up next week, what's falling behind, what needs to accelerate. That's another key thing. But another key thing of trust is credibility, and it it has to be the right fit. It has to be the right relationship. There's certainly some trust that the entrepreneur has to place in the remote employee, but that employee has to learn it, it has to earn that trust right. and by being accountable and doing and delivering what they say. And for me, and this kind of goes into the motivation thing. I'm very, like you, John, I'm very motivated by freedom of place and mm-hmm. being able to be in my sanctuary and choose not to have to travel, but to travel when I want to. And so for me, it is so important to preserve this luxury of being able to work from home that I figure out what I have to do to make people feel really comfortable. And before I met Peter and I was freelancing, what I would do, because people would say, oh, you know, can you move to Boston? Can you Mm -hmm. move to Los Angeles? Can you move to San Francisco? And what I would say is, let's give it a shot for two months. And if it doesn't work out, you don't have to pay me. But if it does work out, then I'd like, you know. I I think, you know, for many, you know, I'm 58 and I know you're a little younger than I am here. So we're going to go to generation, (laughs) but I'm 58 and I started this virtual business just over 10 years ago, and I did it not, certainly I've built businesses and had as many as 400 employees, so I know how to do that, and I've got the capital to do that, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted, so I didn't start thinking I was going to build a virtual business of scale. I did it until you know I was going to open an office down the road or you know get an office building that type of thing. And one of the things that has impressed me so much is what you said, Marissa, on the ability to get talent from you know one of my people that would be similar to your role is in Aspen. She loves Aspen. Okay, well there aren't a lot of jobs you know like what you do and what Katie does in you know in Aspen. And I can go all over the North America, and we've got some outside of North America. America that I don't really care uh, where they are. I've come to that point. I just want the best talent. And I think the mutual respect, you know, if you have the right people doing this, it's just, I don't worry about, you know, I worry less. When I was in the office, I worried that I had to find work for people. I had to kind of watch over them here, you know, to be able to live in San Diego, have the lifestyle you want. That's a big deal. And, and or Aspen or New York or Tennessee, wherever you want to live. And so I think that as entrepreneurs, one of the things we've got to stop thinking about, and it's not, I don't look at it as a saving money thing. A lot of times people can say, oh, you're saving all this money on virtual company. No, I'd rather pay the people, you know, get the best sale and pay them really well and build that mutual trust. And, you know, the, I have not found any harder workers than people who are fellow entrepreneurs. They're always trying to create a bigger pie. And I, I've seen that in you for Peter. And so Marissa, I see, so that, so I'm going to encourage everybody to think about that. You don't have to have somebody local. I mean, it's nice 
On occasion, I've hired local people, but they were just the best people. You know, I'm in Silicon Valley. There are a couple of good people here too. But the other part is this generational thing. Sure. And yeah. Another point on that. John, oh, go ahead. It doesn't always have to cost money. You know, especially with millennials, we're we're not all motivated by money. And actually, for me, my primary motivators are are place and time. Mm -hmm. I am really motivated by free time. That's why. That's my that's my why to be ridiculously efficient and to continually look to optimize processes. Because if I can get 10 hours worth of work done in six or five or four, mm -hmm. boy, you know, that's a win. That's a win. And that's more time that I can spend sleeping or being outside in San Diego, having fun with my family. So other ways that you can pay people that you mean that mean a lot to you and that are crucial to your business and your effectiveness. Think about mentorship. And, and it may not even be with you. It may be that's one of the reasons that you and I know each other, John, is because mm -hmm. Peter is so amazing at recognizing useful and beneficial mentors for people that he cares about. And it's one of the reasons that I know Dan Sullivan as well. And just supporting someone in that way. It's like, wow, these are people that I would have never met otherwise. Well, Why it, am I going to give this up? Well, it's such a big win on both sides, too. It's, you know, for if you haven't done that, I mean, I, we be, before we started the interview, I was telling Marissa, I used to hire a lot of interns and I haven't done it. You know, because of the virtual, I've thought, well, you know, can't do it now. And, and uh, you know, one of the things I've seen P Peter brought it, has brought in, in, you know, not only an extremely talented crowd, but pretty young crowd too and, and a lot of energy one on our team yeah yeah no no <laughs> at abundance 360 this year we had uh, three people who've since joined full-time but they were all still in college yeah so it, go figure it's yeah in the four or five well and it's in in the youthful energy with you know a seasoned team i mean it, it's amazing you know you can change the world and that's what's going on let me go you know i'm gonna do a segment hang on just for a second We call it the life intrude segment. And I want to just say, you know, you, I've never seen you without a smile. Okay. And I've seen you at the, some pretty demanding situations. And I got to believe there was once in life. But, you know, give me a moment as an entrepreneur, you know, student, uh, you know, you're an athlete or are still an athlete. You know, one of those dark moments where life intruded, but you bounced back and a lesson learned that you want to share with your fellow entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. So uh, last, gosh, it was almost exactly this time last year, we were going to relaunch Abundance and we were working on this whole campaign and we had, you know, opt-in and have three, you know, three or four training videos and we were we had one click upsells and I'd been planning and orchestrating this whole campaign. And my mom came down, we, it turned out she had cancer and uh -huh. she went into the hospital surgery for oral cancer and came out of it. Nine days later, she had a blood clot and was in a coma. So right, and, and we were supposed to launch, like, I mean, this is right when this is uh. happening. So I'm in the thick of it. And, you know, Peter was like, hey, let's push back the launch. Don't even worry about it. Just take time off, do what you need to do. And she, we ended up having to withdraw life support, and she passed away on the twenty fourth. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, I didn't know this story. Sorry, and but, um, so anyway, after that, it was just I thought I would never. You know, you just plunge into this pit of despair. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, man, I can't focus. I can't sleep. I can't. Am I going to get back? And, and for someone who, I mean, I have branded myself my whole career on being effective and productive and working quickly than, you know, faster than everyone else, better, in, you know, always improving. I thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to get back. And it was just I it was this mental just struggle in my head, just trying to get back into the game. And 
you know, a lot of people have gone through significant, mm-hmm. crazy, I mean, everybody's gone through deaths in the family and really significant ones. And there was, I just remember a day where I woke up and my head was clear and it was almost like, it was like, okay, let's do this. And, you know, this is not the end of me. And I, I went into it. We hit the campaign hard. I had an amazing team around me. Uh, these two interns, and you know, you think of thinking about intern help, they were just so ready. To uh, I met both of them at Abundance 360. Yes. <laughs> and they just came in, no problem. We've got this. And they're taking on the entire customer service. I mean, they're just implementing all these amazing, amazing practices. So, you know, the, the lesson that I learned from that was, you know, you don't have to do everything yourself sometimes it's just being there and supporting an awesome team around you and empowering them and giving them the tools so that they can rise up and succeed when they see an opportunity yeah it's so impressive when you know you can bring together a great high performance team and you know we can i mean with that i mean you know that is a huge challenge marissa you went through a personal one it's you know it's one that none of us want to go through ultimately most of us do and 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 it's you know having the supportive team you had already built the relationships uh, and, and i mean i was at the event i think there were about 150 people and i didn't know and i i know pretty much most of the people there and that was you know it's just you know it went off i think i came over and complimented you how effortless it went off and, uh, <laughs> i know it wasn't effortless but it went off effortless sure. No, so it's great. Let let's go. You know, let's go. And I, I want to do uh, another segment. It's called breakthrough. And what I'd like to talk about because I know I know you well enough to know that you you know you didn't you know come out of college saying I am going to be an efficiency and effective expert. You know, be one of the top entrepreneurs helping these you know, really talented individuals transform the world and so doing make your own den in the universe. What was a breakthrough? How did that come together? Sure. Well, I think it started, well, so I was a college athlete. I played softball for 12 years, including two at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'm 5'4", and if you ever see a D1 college pitcher, they're all, you know, statuesque. and uh, They're and usually these... over 5'4", as I, <laughs> yeah. the games I've gone to. I remember. <laughs> I said to say, yeah. So, you know, I always had to work harder and I, I was a finesse pitcher. So more like, you know, Greg Maddox and Barry Zito with a lot of moving pitches and pinpoint control. And, you know, everybody loves the fastball. So I was a I was a finesse pitcher in a fastball world. And so I had to find different ways to stand out, different ways to be noticed, different ways to be successful. And for me, that that meant focusing on my strengths and not so much, you know, they always say, oh, yeah, work on your weakness and, mm-hmm. work, you know, so why we'll have really go, strong weaknesses at the end of your career here. Yeah, why am I going to go from bad to average, you know, when I can go from good to great? So that was that was a key sort of foundational thing. And then when I went into the work world, started applying for jobs and I'm managing a restaurant and I just found so many inefficiencies and I, I would notice them like, why do we have to do it this way? Why can't we do it this way? And the the constant theme in my mind was always why, why, why? And one big thing mm-hmm. that I learned very early on was that, you know, as a manager, my bonus was dependent on my server's performance. <laughs> and I said, man, I... If Incentives I, do work. Exactly. But at the same time, it was like, man, I, it, I want my future and my present to be in my hands. I want to mm-hmm. be in control of it. On my, I want to live and die on my performance. And once I, I 
had that little shift in focus that a lot of entrepreneurs face. I began freelancing and that was that was really when high performance happened. That was really when efficiency happened because there was a direct correlation between the number of articles that I could write and the amount of money I would make that day. And so I really had to start thinking and getting laser focused about specifically what needed to happen to make an article go live and be successful and can I replicate it and can I do it faster and better so I did that with writing and then I did it with editing and then I did it with team communication and emails and meetings and it just went from there and I, I got obsessed with it in the best way no it is it, it you know so I mean one of the things that I think of it as an entrepreneur is you know everything can be systemic and you can create systems and processes and if we get clear on the outcomes it's amazing how effective we can be. And I mean, that's really, you know, you are a master at doing this. And what I love is it's almost in my DNA now. So every, every quarter, just about every three or four months, I just get this strong compulsion to look at every standing recurring process and shake it up. I mean, I, I honestly rearrange the furniture in my apartment. I, I mean, I just, Everything is in a new configuration. I put things against different walls. I mean, everything has to change. So I think that that willingness and actually um, attraction to change is what actually helps me continually get more effective. Well, and so let's bring it back to all of us as entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you know, you're going, huh, I got to find me a Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, if you've got a vision, you've got, you've got a great business, you've got a good foundation, but you know you're capable of a lot more, it's kind of a, how can we nail it? I always like to, I don't know where this came from, nail it to scale it. So we nail the process and then we can scale it up very quickly. Marissa, how does somebody find some of your peers? You know, I know it's a small select group, but how would an entrepreneur go about finding someone like yourself? Sure. Well, this is a funny one because I actually replied to an online job ad. Busy entrepreneur seeks online community manager. But if I distill that down into specifically what made me want to apply to that job, there were several different parts and pieces. It wasn't just replying to the job and I had the job. The ad itself was so specific and meticulous. By the end of the first year, this candidate will have built an email list to 100,000, built Twitter followers to 50,000. I mean, it was just so laser focused with specific metrics. And what that did for me, it ignited my competitive spirit. Mm -hmm. And I went, huh, I've done that. Well, I bet I could do that. I could say the right words and figure out how to do that. And as I went on line by line by line, it went from, huh, this sounds like me to at the end, I was like, oh man, this is me. There's no way this isn't me. And I was actually on vacation when I got that job ad and I had my buddy, I wasn't even looking for a job, so I didn't have my updated resume on my computer. So I had a buddy drive to my apartment, go into my hard drive, go through all the folder <laughs> architecture and find the, uh, find the job ad and send it over. But then it wasn't just that. It was, there were three distinct phases. There, you know, there was the, the phone interview and then I had to prepare a, a prospective content strategy. Mm-hmm assessing Peter's current current social media profiles and web profiles and what I would do to en- enhance them and grow them. Uh, and then I had to actually set out a project that I would complete in a three-month trial, gives outcomes and milestones, and then I executed on it. So there were these, these distinct, and see, so figure it, 
you each phase you weed out the pretenders, you weed out the people who aren't really in it to win it. And then by the this is funny too. So I'm I'm midway through my my three month trial, and the woman who hired me goes on vacation, and uh, now it's I'm working directly for Peter, and it was it was amazing because he would we just got so much done in those two weeks that when the woman came back from vacation, she, she ended up leaving the company. I don't know. She had some other things going on, but it, it's, it was funny because we got so much more done when there wasn't a barrier. So, you know, recognize that you may already have someone on your team who has the capability to be your rock star project manager. There may just be a, a layer in between that just needs to get removed. Yeah, and really, I think also painting the picture of the opportunity. I mean, that was, you know, and, and somebody, you know, letting somebody rise to the occasion. It, right. It's so, so powerful because a lot of times, you know, guys and gals as entrepreneurs have vision, but they don't know how to do it. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to whether Peter could show you how to do, you know, the Twitter and all this stuff or the Google Plus and all that. But I know with my team, I can't. Okay, and I don't really want to, <laughs> but I know what I want to accomplish, and it's just like magic and finding the right people that can make it like magic. Just you know, it's winning for all sides. And it is a complementary situation. It's not you don't necessarily want to find your clone. So, for example, mm -hmm. a nightmare for me is a brainstorming meeting because I envision every idea as an action step and a milestone, and I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by the time this meeting is done. Similarly, you know, Peter can go in a room and just shoot ideas around. No, I, ha I have a great time doing that. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't invite my project managers to those meetings. You know, you got to oh. get a little closer together here. Yeah. Just tell me what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's go. You know, you use a lot of technology to be efficient. Let's go to this next segment. The app of the day. Yes. What would be your recommendation? My number one recommendation is Waze, W-A-Z-E. I'm not sure if you can see well, it. Well, I'm going to pull it up on screen, uh, their website. It's phenomenal. What it is, it's a social GPS. So every Waze user, if you think about your phones, every phone has an accelerometer, it's got GPS, and it, it knows generally where you are. So if you put together 100,000 users, you now have 100,000 locations. And, you can, and what Waze lets you do is if you're the passenger, you can report uh, slowed down traffic. You can report obstacles in the road. I always like the police officer on the side yes, hidden. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, are they visible? Are they hidden? And uh, what it ends up doing is you get this real-time update of what's actually happening on your route. And the, the other nice thing is there are map editors. I mean, they gamify the thing so that, you know, the, the more you use it, the more points you get, and then you want to keep I, going. Yeah, I got a lot of points. I'm not sure what I get because <laughs> of it, but I know what I do get. And this, this is an app that I would recommend strongly, too. I've got a bunch of new cars, and... I, you know, the BMW and the Bentley technology just turn it off. I, I use my smartphone <laughs> on this because it does such a good job of, you know, talk about brilliance. It's, a, some Israeli, it's an Israeli company that just created tremendous value by just linking phones together. So they have sensors everywhere. Nobody had to put, you know, sensors out into the highway. They're, they were there and it was a brilliant. So now it can route you around and unbelievably efficient. Absolutely. And it, the case study with this, I was uh, scouting the location for our 2015 Abundance 360 Summit. And it was, I was driving there from XPRIZE in Culver City. And it would have taken forever to go the way I thought 
that I was supposed to go being a Los Angeles native. I, I thought I was going to take, you know, one or two ways and be there. And that was going to take a half an hour. But no, ways showed me a way down all these little side streets. And it took 17 minutes at 4 p.m. on a Thursday in L.A. Yeah, in nothing in L.A. Hills. takes 17 minutes. Now, come <laughs> on here, Marissa. I'm telling you, there was no one, no one on the roads. I couldn't believe it. It is. I One time I did not follow its instruction. And after that, I have never not done it. It because it is good. So great app. How about the next segment? The book of the day. Sure. So this one won't come out until February, but I cannot, there, there's no other book that I'm more excited for. It's Peter's next book. It's the follow on to abundance. Stephen Kotler has returned as Peter's co-author and it's called Bold. And uh, the subtitle is how to go big, make bank, and better the world. So abundance is all about showing you all the reasons that, that the world is getting better. Mm -hmm. And bold is specifically how entrepreneurs can leverage them. Yeah. Using the crowd, using all these crowdfunding and exponential tools. And it is, I've had the privilege to read through some of the early drafts and the final manuscript, and it is awesome. No, I can't wait to read it. I mean, and I would encourage everybody. And what, what's the release date? For that February 2nd or 3rd I think okay yeah definitely you know there'll be a lot of publicity getting it out and so on but Peter's You'll abundance hear, book is, <laughs> yeah has changed the world and you know this is you know how to execute on that and as entrepreneurs we all want it okay let's go to the most important segment the entrepreneurial insight of the day so Marissa you've had you, know, you are a true entrepreneur. You're leading the charge. You're making a huge difference, as well as you've got the chance to work with you know, some of the, the best and the brightest and most talented entrepreneurs in the world. And what, what would be your fellow entrepreneurs like mine, what would be the one insight that you have that you want to share that's going to help them really accelerate their success? Absolutely. So without it is set a regular date, maybe it's every quarter, where you'll go through all of your standard processes and really look intently at them and how, how you can optimize them. So for example, I just read a story about Peter Deng. When he became the head of product at Instagram, the first thing he did was he got rid of all recurring meetings from the team's schedule. And then what they did is they looked, okay, well, specifically, why do we have this meeting? And they had to defend it to put it back on the schedule. And it turned out, and all we know, you know we all know how crazy meeting schedules can be. And they distilled five days worth of meetings into a 30-minute quick team, full team tag up, and then you know individual meetings and calls, as opposed to these all hands meetings. So that's my number one thing, make nothing sacred. No, and, and I, I love that. And it, it's, there's so much we can learn from that. And I, I'm going to share with you kind of three key takeaways that I, I've come out with. And, and it, it comes to the power very first is the power of focus. But I'm going to take it from a project manager side of focus, clarity of focus, so that where you might not be the one, you know, if you're the entrepreneur that's leading the charge, because remember, you know, the, the rest of the team, most of them are entrepreneurs. That's what you want to surround yourself with, you know, is you might be providing the focus. We're going to, we're going to go that way, 
but you've got a you've got a responsibility a clarity of focus and that's where you know really the project managers the team leaders like yourself marissa can just do that and i heard that loud and clear so clarity of focus being very important second high performance teams i mean this is you know, you've got to have really strong teams. If we're going to make a difference in the world, it's, I always love that Steve Jobs quote, you know, all I want to do is just make a little dent in the universe. And, and we need people that are going to help us do that. They're high performance. Life intrudes, you know, the, the awful death of your mom. You know, we all have challenges along the way. And we know sometimes they're economic, sometimes they're family, sometimes they're, you know, from left field but we need each other to make this a difference. And it's so important to have that team. And lastly, I think for fellow entrepreneurs who have the privilege of working with people like yourself is, I'm gonna call it stay on your side of the line. <laughs> yeah. And that one of the things is you visualize this and you get it and you, you know, we, use, we use the term from strategic coach, Dan Sullivan, impact filters, 80-20, and we're passing it. So I'm passing it to you. Marissa, that one of the biggest mistakes, and I, and I see this, I, you know, I, I've seen it in your organization, this doesn't appear to be happening. I know in mine, it was happening in the beginning that I would be tempted to come over <laughs> to the line. And, you know, there's something magical happened when I stopped doing that, because what happened was not only was the team more effective, I was more relaxed. <laughs> Absolutely. More got done. Go ahead. And too, by, by communicating what's really important to you. So, you know, the, the idea is to communicate the vision, but not necessarily how the work gets done, but communicate the things that are important to you about how things should look, feel, and, you know, end up being like. Having that resolution on, like, it's really important to me that this design is clean and clear of clutter. That's a really important thing for someone like me to know if, you know, we're designing a book cover or something. Another thought is I really, entrepreneurs, do not waste your time on low performers. You are going to get, it's kind of like why work on your weaknesses. If someone's not working out in your organization and they just don't have it, say goodbye because they're not going to just, you're not going to have the right words or the right training to overnight make them into the best employee you've ever had and a high performer. You know, there's there's always the success stories, but honestly, the time and effort it would take to turn, you know, raw raw carbon into diamond, it's... Um, well, and I call it releasing for new opportunities. And I mean that, <laughs> well, I mean it in a positive way too, because what my experience has been, almost everybody I've let go got a better job. Right. And I got a better person the next time around. And the reason it just wasn't the right situation for them. It wasn't that they weren't talented. It just wasn't their talent didn't blossom there. Okay, la very last segment. Resources. I've got your website up. What's on your website that I, fellow entrepreneurs care about? A ton of productivity tips, strategies, solutions for your teams, solutions for you as an entrepreneur, for personal productivity, team communication. I'm always putting new stuff up, new resources, new... Um, well, and, and for those who are listening to us who haven't yet gone to the AESNation.com to get, get the link, what is the address for your uh, website? RidiculouslyEfficient.com. It would be nothing less than that. <laughs> now, no, and so, I mean, definitely you can go to AESNation.com, 
accelerating entrepreneurial success and we've got more efficient because so many people couldn't spell entrepreneur. So we go AES Nation and we're building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, virtual mastermind group here. We're sharing ideas and Marissa, I got to tell you, I am so excited that you were able to join us today and share your insights on how you're helping change the world. Thank you so much, John. It has truly been a blast. I love this. Well, let's go out and make a difference. I mean, your clients, your customers, your future clients and customers, they're all counting on you. Become extremely, ridiculously efficient and effective in everything you do. Wish you the best of success. Thank you.